This is Valerie Van Boeven with the Senior Care Industry Netcast, where leaders with three or more years in the senior care industry share their advice. It's six questions in nine minutes, so let's get to it. In a few sentences, tell us who you are and what you do. So my name is Tammy Anastasia. I'm an Alzheimer's and dementia consultant and educator. I also have my own private dementia consulting practice called TAMS dementia and support, Alzheimer's dementia and support. And I provide one-on-one -on -one caregiver strategy, support and guidance. I also facilitate three Alzheimer's dementia caregiver support groups. And I also provide monthly educational webinars. That's lot, that keeps you very busy. Yeah, it really right? does, yes. Awesome, all right. Well, and then having said that, what is the best thing about serving not just the aging adults, but their family members and caregivers? Yeah, that's a great question. So what I feel is um, the best thing is, I kind of have to answer that a couple ways. One is the relationships I establish with the seniors as well as with the family members. And the other thing that is really um, amazing to me is the remarkable people I get to meet and learning about their experiences and the wisdom they share with me and then the third thing I really enjoy the most, too, is now figuring out, given the personal information that I've collected, how to make both the person with dementia and the caregivers' lives more, uh, more quality of life. That I can provide techniques, strategies, or come up with care plans that enhance or improve the quality of life for the person with dementia, and also for the families caring for someone with dementia. Very nice. I mean, your services, there can't, you need to clone yourself about 500 times because there couldn't be enough Alzheimer's coaches, um, mentors, people who help these caregivers. This is definitely uh, one of the hardest roles that a human will ever have to, to play in their life is caring for another human, um, whether it's a spouse or even caring for a child with, you know, some issues or caring for a parent. So Right, right. And the adult children, you know, you have so many role reversals that are involved that just the journey itself on both ends is so incredibly taxing yeah. and so incredibly demanding and challenging. So I just try to see what I can do to make it a more meaningful, compassionate, loving journey for both and everybody involved. Well, thank you for doing that. Um, like I said, we need 500 more of you or probably even more <laughs> than that in this world um, helping our families because it, it is a big role, a big, a big set of shoes to fill uh, when you are introduced to having to do this. So, all right, so let's change gears just for a second. And I want to ask you about online marketing. Now, I'm going to imagine that you do a lot of online uh, mentoring and coaching, especially right now. We hear that online marketing is challenging, confusing, and ever-changing. We know it's ever-changing. What has been your experience or your thoughts, especially right now when in-person stuff is a little more challenging to do or maybe impossible in some cases? Well, I hate to admit this, but I am going to tell you the truth is I've avoided the online marketing um, like the plague prior to 
COVID and sheltering in place occurring because I've always been a firm believer. Um, it's the connections you have with people physically. When I do my speaking events, it's meeting them in person. So I've actually had to change my mindset and um, I'm a little bit slow, but I am starting to embrace what I need to do because with COVID and sheltering in place, things have changed dramatically. And now I see that I have to now market myself. So I'm just sort of right in the middle right now, just working on a few projects, trying to possibly get started with Facebook Live. Possibly I would like to have my own YouTube channel eventually here so I can provide the educational information and get it out there. And then eventually I'd like to do some online classes because getting going out now physically is probably going to be at least a year away, maybe even longer, maybe shorter. But now I've embraced the internet world and having to market online. So as far as I'm concerned, I, if I just stay focused on what my mission is, what my purpose is, what my message is and the educational work, I think it's going to fall into place as I learn what I need to learn to make it happen. So I don't have a lot of issues with it right now, other than I've always been scared to death of it. And now I have to embrace it, which is what I'm learning. You know what? It's, it is, it can be a lot of fun. It's definitely a different mindset. I would say you probably hit the nail on the head with doing some Facebook lives and even in Facebook groups. Uh, if you have some caregiver groups or you start some caregiver groups, being live in those groups and, and Facebook is changing. You know, they're allowing more people to join you um, at the same time, sort of like Zoom. We can have several different people on here at the same time. Facebook's making some changes to allow groups to be on together um, and in small groups. Um, but holding a support group online or whatever it is you're doing, I think um, I think that that probably would resonate really well with your market. And then um, I always the other piece of advice somebody gave me one time is if you're going to do Facebook lives, always announce it a couple of hours in advance, maybe a day in advance, but then a couple hours in advance, and try to go live the same time each time. So yes. if it's always at six o'clock in the evening go live always at six o'clock in the evening. So people kind of just know to expect, just like a TV show is always at the same time every day. Yeah, so you know, I, like I said, I'm getting educated and I've got some people helping me behind the scenes. Good. And I'm so, I have so much content that the now this will be a really nice way to deliver it and convey it to people and hope that it makes a difference, that they learn something that's gonna make a difference. So I am embracing it, I'm just a little slow and I'm still a little young behind it, but I'll get there. That's okay, it's, it, you know what? It's a new world for a lot of people right now and trying to just work your way through it slowly is okay because everybody else is doing the same thing, a slow but sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, back to your wisdom on, the senior, on seniors and senior care. I would imagine that in your career, your lifetime, um, there have been other people, maybe successful leaders, organizations, just people in your life who uh, have made an impact or maybe been a mentor. Is there anybody you'd like to talk about? So, you know, I have to go, I, I have to kind of break it down in a couple different ways. Personally, I do believe my parents are very much responsible for the person I am. 
Um, and then now maturing from there, when I was in graduate school, I had two professors that actually took me under their wings and really pushed me to my fullest potential. They saw, as, as they would say, some gifts in me and really, really wanted me to excel. So I pursued a lot of things and I would say, you know, that's my, my past. And then from a personal growth standpoint, I don't know, you might be too young, I'll age myself, but I don't know if people remember Leo Biscaglia, but he was a very popular uh, personal growth. So I embraced a lot of what he had to say to continue working with on myself personally. And I still apply those concepts. And I would say now in the senior industry, as, as I've gone through the different transitions in my life, there are some colleagues, lots of colleagues I work with that make a difference. But there's two that really do stand out. Dr. Elizabeth Landsberg is a geriatrician in the San Francisco Bay Area. I'm from San Jose, California. And she makes house calls. And I just feel there's so much that I've learned from her just from medication and behavior standpoint. And then someone also in the field before I got into the field has sort of been sort of my mentor and advisor is a geriatric care manager named Randy Smith. So I kind of credit them for kind of nurturing me along in this, in this industry. And we complement our services complement one another but uh, I would definitely say it's, it, it takes more than one person. It's a collective whole, but there's a few people that sort of stand out who really kind of uh, have an impact. Well, thank you. I think, you know, um, having done, I don't know, lots and lots of these interviews <laughs> at this point, um, I think uh, geriatric care managers are our best kept secret. And yep. they really... It's something I think families need to know about more. Uh, I know they've changed from geriatric care managers to life care managers, and uh, but I, I I believe that that group of professionals um, and coming from a background where I did some care management, but I, just hearing these interviews and hearing people give a shout out to local care managers that they've worked with. I can say that that is definitely uh, something that I hope more people learn about is that a care manager can really make a difference in the life oh. of a family from so many perspectives, hooking them up with a resource like you or mm -hmm. the right home care agency that they right. trust or the right assisted living facility. It's, 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 a, it's a wholeness of their, of their work, not just one specialty necessarily, but all the things that they can do. So, yeah, and from a caregiver, the family caregiver and the families, I mean, they can help navigate the system, right? They can yeah. help take over and control. And the geriatric care managers, you know, they have a wealth of knowledge and experience in so many different areas. But I definitely agree. They, they're kind of a kept secret that we just need to expose more and more yeah. people to because it'll take the stress off of the family in many yes. ways. Especially if you have a spouse and no family is in town and you're by yourself taking care of a spouse, I often refer those clients to have a geriatric care manager because if something happens to them, what's going to happen to the person they're caring for who has dementia? And this person can be their advocate in the, if they're in the hospital or something happens to them. 
Yes, and advocating, and they're such good advocates for their clients yes. and their families yes. too. So, definitely, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I'm, I'm. It was so nice to hear you say that. That's someone who's made a difference for you and an impact. And uh, I've heard that a lot lately. And I think that's yeah. something that everybody should just, you know, look at is who is your local care manager. There's probably a group. There's, I know, there's a national website you can find yep. somebody. So, yeah. Anyway, thank you for yes, for you're talking welcome. about that. All right. Um, let's see. What piece of advice would you give to senior care providers out there? So I'm going to kind of give more than one piece of advice. I've got kind of a few <laughs> things. Um, first of all, stay educated and get connected and stay connected. There are some remarkable people in this profession that make a difference on so many levels. So I would definitely stay educated, get connected, stay connected. Also, I think you need to believe in yourself and believe in your passion. Believe in what you're passionate about because that is going to be a natural skill and gift that you're actually going to bring to whatever service you provide. And then I'm also going to say, don't compromise your morals and your values. You know, there's so much elder abuse that's out there right now. And the reason I say don't compromise your morals and your values is because your reputation and your integrity, your hard work is going to pay off. It's, it's going to be acknowledged in time. And I think you have to really, truly just be true to yourself and everything else is going to fall into place. So those are kind of my, my three advice, um, pieces of advice. I think those are great pieces of advice. Um, I think everybody's moral compass in this business needs to guide them for sure and staying passionate about what you do. Um, well, remembering, and you know, yeah, yeah. Remembering and it's so easy to get distracted and it's so easy to doubt yourself. And <laughs> there's so many things that may look like opportunities, but I think here again, um, don't compromise those, those morals and ethics because, again, your reputation, your integrity, your work ethic uh, is going to, and your expertise is going to speak for itself. All right. My last question is, when you have a win in life, and that could mean anything, could be graduations, birthdays, weddings, new babies in the family, or whatever it is, when you have a win in life, how do you like to celebrate? So that's an interesting question because I tend to be a private person. So I will always acknowledge it and congratulate myself. And then if other people are involved, I will always, always thank those people who had a part in it. Mm -hmm. And then um, I usually will do something celebratory, mostly probably by myself. You know, in, in, in the old days, I would go out and take myself out to dinner or go have an ice cream and do something just to acknowledge it. But if it is something that I think um, will benefit other people, make their life better, uh, improve their quality of life, make them feel better about themselves, if it's something significant that I think is purposeful and useful to other people, then I will pay it forward. I will like to share if there's some skills or, or anything that maybe I've accomplished that I think could help others, then I like to pay it forward. Oh, that's great. Paying it forward is always a nice thing to do and a great way to celebrate. 
Um, so we've had so many different answers, everything from vodka martinis to taking a walk in nature and dancing in the living room to paying it forward. Now that's our first time someone's really, I mean, everybody kind of maybe loses that, but that's a good one. Paying it forward is always super nice. Well, I want to thank you for doing the show, for being on here. You did a great job. And well, thank um, you for having me. You're, you're welcome. We'll get this out to everybody. We'll make sure they have a way to see your website and, and uh, ask questions if they have them. So thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. Take All right. Care. You did it. Yay. Yay. All right. Yay. Yay. All right. So <laughs> we got through it. Yes, you did. 